Alrighty, we are back live once again. You are here with Seminole Sideline 365 on Wednesday, February 22nd. February has gone by super quickly already. Uh, but yeah, we are here live again, uh, back with Seminole Sideline 365. If you're new to the show, well, welcome. If you're uh, returning one of our loyal subscribers, welcome back. Uh, you know, we're in the off season, we're in the slow season. Uh, but there's a lot to still talk about, especially with the uh, legislative changes that are coming and how that's going to affect the world of Florida State Athletics. So we got a fun one to talk about tonight. Uh, like I said, if you're joining us live, feel free to comment in the chat and we'll get to those comments as we're discussing uh, all the stuff that has to do with NIL changes coming to the state of Florida and how that will affect the different programs. Um, or if you're watching this pre-recorded, leave a comment. We'd love to interact with those comments. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys stopping by today. Uh, old man, how? Okay, yep. We we see we see we see your shirt. We see your shirt. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see it when I sit down, though. You know, I like to wear yeah. it. I love this shirt. Why don't you, you know? get a standing and, desk then? Get a standing and maybe desk. in a couple weeks, KB will tell everybody how they can get one of these. Get these merch. You know, KB's uh, working on a lot of stuff, man. Hey, uh, I'm in the hole, so <laughs> I don't know. Hole. Uh, before for, for those t-shirts. <laughs> I don't know if hey, I'm going to be uh, hey, passing out are, free You know, we may have a contest. Let's maybe we'll do a contest where you can win one of our free shirts. But you know what the story of the day is? There's two stories. The first one is this hat. Do you can you see? Look at those marks on there. Can That's you see them? Yeah, it's disgusting. Why are you showing people your disgusting sweat-stained hat? No, no. Nope. This, this people are coming to the see hat. This no, is it means you just don't know no. wash it. That I means wanna, you don't wash things. I want what? people to send us on uh, Twitter. No, you can send I it don't. On Twitter. I want to see people's hats that are older than this with the sweat of the Seminole Nation on here. Do you want to here. see their shit-stained underwear, too? Do you want them to send those to you as well because they don't no, clean their underwear? I don't underwear? really know. That, that's, first of all, you can't send those in the mail. That's illegal oh and probably a felony. I don't want pictures of them either. But I'd like to see people's really sweat-stained hats of the games that I've seen, witnessed, and, and the, 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 the tight games that made this hat the sweat it is and i'm not gonna wash it <laughs> ever ever is that this why is you're the... alone in that room because it smells so bad oh god maybe you're like, maybe... You're like the kid from uh peanuts the the guy with the the dirt cloud around the pig pen. <laughs> pig i i thought i thought for a minute i might give this away with one of the shirts in the contest i'm not but i'm not i'm not giving the hat okay that's it now the other thing is, David, it does have a lot of miles on it. You you are definitely right there. It has a lot of miles. <laughs> this on does it. have miles, brother. Look at that. Look at that. Disgusting. But that shows that shows the legacy. That shows the legacy. Now, that's it. How long does it take your computer to reboot updates? It must have taken mine like 2 days cuz I just barely got on here tonight. I mean, if you don't take care of your things, just like your hat shows, if you don't I, update your computer, if you don't listen, do the little things like that, then yes, the, you're going to have issues. This is one of the best HPs I could buy five years ago at Walmart. They had like a big sale going on. <laughs> do you think it, it, it might be a little outdated? I know. I almost had to go to the phone as the backup, but my prayers were answered and it came on. 
Don't, well, don't put that. Did you put that up there? <laughs> well, the, this will not title. be a contest yet, but everything's good. It's uh, it's uh, going to be eight, high 80s and 90s down here in Central Florida. This is getting to be March football season. The hype. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. But you know what? The topic tonight, which you're going to introduce, is it's it's playing right. Uh, go ahead, you introduce it, and then I'll have my thoughts. Well, yeah, uh, you know, obviously the topic tonight. You thought, saw the thumbnail. Uh, Florida State passed uh, the state of Florida, I should say. State of Florida. Uh, Florida State didn't pass anything. I know. Well, uh, I think by now people know. Yeah, state of Florida passed uh, a major resolution uh, signed by Ron DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida. That uh, now, uh, basically, universities, in a, in a nutshell, universities can now be involved with the NIL process. Uh, and I think, like everyone know, knew or did not know, if like you're someone who doesn't like to get down and deep with uh, NIL and you just Oops. know that they happen, um, but you didn't know the rules and regulations, which is pretty common. NIL is a pretty complex thing because it sort of still yes. runs in the shadows. You don't know necessarily how much people are getting paid. It's general valuation, valuation, so what's going on. But for the most part, uh, Florida, the state of Florida, sorry, uh, was the universities themselves were kind of working with a hand behind tied behind their back because the, the universities basically, it was a don't ask, don't tell kind of policy because all these organizations, all these collectives, at Florida State, they could not be in contact with the university. So it was, it was just kind of like, you know, they knew, the university knew what was going on. You know, Mike Norvell knew these things were going on. The university knew these things were going on with, you know, Battle's End and, and you know, all these other ones. But they couldn't be directly involved in the process of them or, or connecting athletes with these organizations. And it seemed kind of dumb because other states allowed it. Major conferences, you know, SEC states allowed it. And so when you don't have that collaboration between states, uh, you know, uh, organizations or universities and their collectives, it can lead to some uh, some miscommunications. It can lead to some balls being dropped. You could point to the issue that happened with Florida's uh, QB prospect, Rashada, and the, the ball that got dropped there and, and his recruiting drama. And now why he's in Arizona State with Coach Dillingham and, and not at Florida. So as one of those things where balls got dropped in the middle of that process of where money was promised, money was not delivered. And Florida, you know, the Gators lose out to a, a star running uh, quarterback. So but now with this being signed, that collaboration can now come in and, and Florida State now has a bigger seat at the table. They can now go deeper into these recruiting battles. So with that kind of ground being laid, old man, what, what, what are your initial thoughts with this? Uh, oh, he's on his phone, guys. So he's on his phone. Sorry. Sorry to disrupt you and take up your time. Sorry to take up your time. I'm not on my phone. I'm getting a few things straight in my head. He's got those Amazon alerts when the, the uh, crackers go <laughs> on sale so he can get the, put them in his cart. <laughs> Really no, quickly, so. actually, actually, prunes. Okay. They everybody should eat prunes. Okay, okay. Get, stay All on right. track, please. Everybody, now listen. Here's my thoughts. First of all, it's, it's I, I mean, this this is right down the path that we have talked about on previous programs. We're not going to get into the the complex complex nature of the NIL and all that. We've already talked about that and we'll continue. We're giving the fans perspective of really what the fan needs to know and what we want to know and, the, and, and, and without getting down in the weeds, okay, without getting down in the weeds. Now, first of all, the, 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 
the public universities in the state of Florida, I don't know about the private ones, but the public universities really couldn't do anything. You summarize that pretty well. To the state of Florida legislature actually made some moves and there is a representative and let's give him some credit. His name is Chip LaMarca. Chip yeah. LaMarca. Chip LaMarca was the guy who pushed this bill, wrote the bill, pushed the bill through with a lot of coordination, bipartisan in a lot of ways, because it benefits. He He's down in Broward County, but it benefits all the public universities, as you say, to, to catch up to to catch up to the other universities across the country, all right? Because yeah. you're already playing behind when you're in the ACC because of revenue in, in, in that regard. But Chip LaMarca was, was very instrumental in this, and we should give him just due credit. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis was very eager to get this thing signed. They had a big signing ceremony, and uh, the Gators were there with their head coach and uh, Seminoles were there with coach Norvell, no Miami people, which is surprising well, since, since LaMarca, since LaMarca really is from that area. So I'm a little surprised. But that goes into your private versus public thing. Right? Well, that's true. Well, that's true because Miami is private, yes. but, but I'm wondering if these rules translate over. Maybe one of our viewers, one of our loyal listeners might have, can look that up and see if private and public fall under the same law because you're talking about a state law now, okay? You're talking about a state law. So bottom line is they got this deal done. And so what it does is what does it do to the Florida State program? Because that's what we're talking about. What, what are the tools, and I said this in a tweet, what are the tools that Coach Norvell and more importantly – the back offices, the player personnel guy, the general manager, the football operations team, what does that now allow them to do with the collectives that Florida State has? And the main collectives, there may be some others floating around, you correct me, are Rising Spear. They were the first one out of the box. But Battle's End now is a major player. Now, this is my analysis. Battle's End, I believe, and I could be wrong, correct me, anybody can correct me, they are a for-profit organization that primarily is totally focused on football and more on roster retention with some focus on four- and five-star high school guys coming in, okay? That's the focus that I see from them. And, and I may be missing something there. So if somebody wants to say something, go ahead. All right. Now, Rising Spear is more of, I think they have maybe two sides, or are they totally a nonprofit, all FSU sports focus, every student athlete, and they also have a community function, okay? And I think that's where they come into the nonprofit piece. Now, yeah, they're a registered. They're a registered five hundred one c. Rising Spear, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, but Battles End, I believe, is a profit function. I I believe yes. Yeah, they're they're a, 
they're like a private corporation. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I can't, I, you know, something correct. Yeah, I, I, don't, I believe and, they and are, they're a private organization that's built for like fundraising stuff, but they're, yeah, it's, and they just open and now they're changing, right? They just opened this week and that's this week that they are going to take public funding for the first time. Yeah. So they will allow people to invest, fans to invest towards initiatives. Um, so that is new part of theirs, but they're basically trying to get big to high dollar backers to directly like you said, retain high quality talent. So that, that was the difference there. Yeah, I think, and I think, I I think they're both doing a pretty good job for Florida state for the Florida state brand. I, I, so I think, I think battles that has been the, the, the youngest, but has had probably the most impact, the most organized approach. Yes. Uh, I, I would, I would agree. I would agree with that. The question is, do they coordinate? Have they coordinated in the past or did they are they battling each other for control of space in this market? And will they coordinate with each other and have some liaison to meet with the Florida State staff? Now, if I'm the AD, he's going to have a role in this. OK, the AD, uh, Mike uh, Alford, he is going to have a role in this. OK, he's not cut out of this, but. All the coaches, all the coaches now are going to have roles. So this thing is still rolling out. It's still rolling out. There'll be a lot of coordination, a lot of meetings. The bottom line is this, to make excellence in Florida State sports, especially football, but all the other sports. And if we're not accomplishing that, and right now we're pretty weak in one area, and you guys know what that area is. I've been harping about it for weeks now. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but men's basketball is a problem. We want excellence across the board. I know the focus is on football. Everybody likes football. KB says nobody cares about anything else. I do care about all the sports. So the bottom line is this. The NIL at the NCAA level pretty much threw it out and said to the states, you guys follow the state rules. Okay. The states are setting their rules now. Every state can be different. But some states do defer to the NCAA for guidelines. Well, they they could do that. But Florida is not deferring to anybody. Okay. But that's the issue Wait a minute. They've taken the lead on this. And so, and so the university now really is responding to more of the state rules than the NCAA rules, which are fairly general. But that was the funny thing is that Florida, the state of Florida was one of the first to sign NIL rules into place. And then the government came in and since they did that, there was all these restrictive guardrails put in place because there was, there was the fear that NIL will become this pay for play type of scheme, which it is, which it basically has become, but because they were so early to the party, they got so restrictive in the beginning that it ended up hurting them in the end. I, I don't know. KB, I don't know if it really hurt them that much, to be honest with you. Well, it puts you behind I, I, where I, other, I think, other states were. It puts this you whole thing just started in 2022, you know, no, in Florida. They, they signed NIL laws in the, in the place in 2020. What are you talking about, 2022? Uh, Florida signed their first NIL law in 2020. Okay, so I, I, are you sure that's what, when it wasn't being drafted. That's when it was signed. That's okay. when they. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to look that. I was looking at that today, and I didn't write down the date. But Florida was one of the first states out of the blocks to get this thing going to give student athletes the name, image, and likeness. Now, 
They went back. They, they, they didn't understand. Nobody understood what the impacts would be on liabilities, lawsuits, all this other stuff. So they carefully went back and they've done the right thing now. They've done the, and the other corrections in the future. This is still the wild, wild west. Period. Yeah. So B, B. Uh, Riley says, I don't think it changes much because I think the program and collectors were already doing a great job of colluding. I mean, <laughs> coordinating uh, with winks and nods. I, I think you have a great point there, B. Riley. I think like to your point, uh, my, the only change I would see is that potentially it stems further collectives from forming. I think in the beginning we saw three, four, five of them pop up, which was bound yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, but then now I think we've seen a more organized approach to them. And then, like you said, I think they did a great job working around the rules to make it work and not get in trouble. But now I think it really does either maybe some of these start to consolidate, maybe Battle's End combines with Rising Spear so that they have basically that non-football arm that can reach out to those athletes. Because Battle's Ends, as far as I'm concerned, just only focuses on football, which I think is smart. Just have one organization that focuses it time, attention, and money just on the biggest program, money generation. Why not? Well, but why because it's money. Because okay. it's ROI. It's ROI. You invest money in, you get money back. That's what football does for this university. No other program does that. Let's just be honest. So I think it's smart. Yeah, but, what but, uh, but under under what is it? Title Nine for women's sports and all the men's sports. You happen? have to have other sports at the university. So oh we, you, that does, not, what you just said doesn't gonna, make any sense. Well, wait a minute. You we're not going to didn't neglect. say anything. Wait you just minute. you just threw out Title Nine. It didn't make any no, sense. It does mean something, my friend. Not in your context. Friend. In Title Nine, you still want to. You don't think Mike Alford, who is the athletic director, you don't think he just sits there and looks. At, you think he just sits there and looks at football. You don't think he cares about these other sports. I think he sure ranks, he does. I think he makes them sports. Think, sports. I, I think he cares, but I think he knows which ones are most important. Well, of course, of course, the guy knows figures. We know that. They, you're not. There's nothing new. So you're going to invest. I'm money saying you don't think Mike is. Alford goes every day to his office not thinking about what he's going to do on men's basketball. You know he is. This guy, Mike Alford, is a sharp guy. Mike Alford is not only looking at what he's going to do on the men's football program, which I predict there will be a change there, and it'll be a change at the end of this season. Then the next thing I'm going to predict is that you don't think every day he's looking how to get out of this conference of the ACC and go okay. somewhere else. I've seen how rumors about the NIL and Title IX. And, and I'm just saying there is some there is some equality there about NIL and stuff. It, no, there's not. Tell well, me there's okay. not. Yeah, I don't have all the facts on that. I need to look into that. You do, bit. because I don't think there is. They, if an organ collective wants to put more money towards men's sports, I don't think there is a criteria where they say, 50 it has to be 50 50 i think okay. that's the point of these independent organizations if i put my if i donate my money or a billionaire backer from one of these independent collectives backs it battles in and says i want this money for football players it can go to football players well they can do whatever they want battles in can do whatever they that's want that's what i'm saying they could that's just focus saying. you could have a rise you could have a collective that just focuses on the offense and players and football and, and that's what i'm saying i think we'll start to see these organizations now merge together with this deal now. Since the university, the university, I don't think wants to have to deal with four different collectives. I think if I'm yeah. a university right. and now this law is in place and we can communicate freely, I'm going to say, I'm going to go to one collective and I want you to take care of all my athletes. So if I have a football player, I want to, I want those guys to go to battles and for their opportunities. If I have a women's, bas a women's basketball player or soccer player, 
I want them to go to X. So I think we'll maybe either see an emergence of specialty collectives or they all come together and then they just have their specialties at different kind of segments that they focus on. This group does women's, men's, and no, women's basketball, soccer, gets them opportunities. This one does men's football. This one does men's basketball. Because I think there needs to be, if we want to be serious about basketball, I think there needs to be a battle's end oh, we do for basketball. Want to be serious. What do you and there mean? needs to be a battle's end for basketball. Because right be. now, we there needs to be, be pressure to say, hey, guys, we're not going to invest any more money towards NIL for basketball unless you get Coach Ham out. Or unless you because that's where you can start putting pressure on the university now. Since you can communicate now freely, doesn't have to be on the open. You can say, Hey, we got a lot of money that we can put towards NIL deals, but we're not going to give you that money unless you start making some changes. So now there's going to be more, I think, more of these power dynamics openly versus now under maybe they may have been under the covers. So I, I'm interested to see how this well, how this well here's the deal. If if you don't have if you don't have some NIL stuff in place. For your other, let's say, non-primary but secondary, men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball and softball, which people love. You know, Florida State, Florida State has national level championship teams in those areas. Mm-hmm. If you don't have NIL coverage in there, those those players aren't coming in. And yeah. and thus and thus you're gonna have this hopefully elite football program and everything else will be very average. Is that what the university wants? No, that's not the university I attended and that's not the new university anyone else wants. Okay. It's not just about football. Okay. Now let me ask you this. What play does the booster club? Now let's remember prior to NIL collectives, the booster club was the money bags. They had the bags. They were the ones that could pressure the AD to say this coach needs to go. All right. Well, I that, think that, those booster clubs are going to have a big play in in how this money and NIL yeah. works. I'm not sure how that's going to how that's, that's going to play out. That's a good. That's a good question. Let's back up a little bit. Um, on hey Mike, how's it going, man? Good to see you. Good to see you on the show, uh, David. Like, but, before we go into boosters, David said, as I understand, it was about protecting intellectual property school brands. Uh, I do. Uh, to your point, I think NIL was about that. Uh, or this new legislation was about making sure, yeah, there is protection of the players' brands. And I think another big part of this this bill that came through was about they, – they made sure as part of it was that it requires – which I like too about financial literacy, life skills, and entrepreneurship as part of, course, of them getting this money. Right. No, it's not, of course. Not all the laws have that. So don't say, of course. Not all the, they're not. No, not I'm all saying, are, of course, because I support it. Yeah, I support yeah. it. You know what the NFL does when their rookies are drafted right after the draft? They used to have it, uh, they, they move it around, but they bring all the rookies that have been drafted into a conference for like a week to talk to them about saying what you just mentioned, financial training, what to do with your money, how you're going to be approached by people, and so on and so on and so on and so on. That's what the colleges are going to do now. That's what the universities are going to do. Well, now they have to. They have to now, which well, is that's good. good. Which is yeah, good. but why, why, why does it have to come from the state and the NCAA? They, they're just kind of – the NCAA has no structure anymore. You know, they really aren't very effective in what they do. 
Well, and that's why I'm glad it's in the bill because NCAA wasn't going to force that. It was now the state's going to say, if you're going to deal with NIL, you have to give these players financial literacy, and not, which I think is smart because uh, schools aren't giving it to them if they unless they're taking accounting courses. So I think it's smart. If you're going to throw a bunch of money at a player, you're going to ensure that they know how to use that wisely and also aren't going to be exploited. That was another part of this, uh, of these, of this representation is that making sure that you're, you're actually required to protect them from being exploited in their use of NIL um, in their right to publicity. What so, does that mean, though? How do you protect them from being exploited in terms of uh, that? That's going to be an interesting piece. It will piece. be. Yeah. Well, it's because it's it's basically the agents who represent the players. There there there's a liability. There's requirement for them to to protect them from unauthorized or explo uh, exploitative well, use of their. Well, knowledge. there's there's where you go. You mentioned it. The agents and yeah. agents are allowed in this. Okay, but they have to be registered in the state. I believe they have to be registered in the state. The university has to know who they are. I don't know if there's things about background uh, checks on these guys, which they should have. I would have said that. I would have put that into the state bill. Well, that agents it, representing should be checked out because there's a lot of slimy stuff going on out there about agents or their agent associates and all of this stuff that used to go on in years well prior to. I remember the story. There was a story about Charlie Ward at one time that they they at one time they tried to put all the football players in one set of buildings living a a, a a football dorm is what it was called mm -hmm. and they they thought there were these agent associates it wasn't the agents it was the runners out there making contacts illegally to these players and if the ncaa ever found out the guy was like banned you know for some penalties but these agents can get a little slick you know, some yeah. of them. I'm not talking about the Jimmy Sextons of the world or the yeah. ones that are up front. Okay. These guys are not going to put their reputations on the line because they're well established. Well, because they they're dealing, to. those guys are dealing with 45 year old men and women in well, coaching positions versus okay. these shady agents representing 17, 18, 19 you don't year think, kids. You don't think his, his business organization wants to get involved at this level? This is, this is minor league pro football. That's what this is. Everything is falling in line with that. Yeah. Um, but the, on the flip side of that, where it says agents who represent these players are required to protect them from authorized use. And also in that, in the law, which I think is important, coaches and schools cannot be liable for damaging a player's ability to earn uh, as a result of their own decisions. So that, I think that's a smart play too in the law. You know, says, nobody's liable for anything anymore. You know, I, well, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't a school... I go to a restaurant. I go to the restaurant and you drive up to the valet. The next time you drop your car and keys to a valet, you know, when you take your girlfriend, wife, whoever, up into the fancy restaurant, when you get home, you know, things calm down. Read the back of a valet ticket. They're not responsible for anything. You just gave a 19-year-old your keys, your car. If he slams it into a tree, eh, it says he's – they says the – Read the back of the ticket, okay. my friend. I don't get the argument you're making here. Are you saying schools should be liable? No, I'm for saying nobody's game? liable for anything. No, they shouldn't be. Absolutely okay. so not. No, it, they, they shouldn't be. Because okay. deals <laughs> deals are going to be made by all kinds of people. Some students will have their mother make the deal. Some student athletes uh, uh, will have uh, a Jimmy Sexton's organization do it. 
it's going to vary. You know, there, I knew a guy, I knew a guy that his, his roommate, his roommate was drafted in the NFL. He was a very famous football player. I'm not going to name him. Oh, I I remember his name, Jack Lambert. You ever heard of Jack Lambert with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Okay. Okay. Jack Lambert with the Pittsburgh. His roommate in college helped negotiate his deal when he was drafted, after he was drafted. And I talked to his roommate. I knew his roommate. He told me this. It was unbelievable, you know. But anybody can can coordinate a deal. You can, KB. You could have an athlete there that handles a deal. All right. Not not recommended. Not recommended. Uh, Back to the Title IX thing, uh, like we were talking about before, B. Riley says, doesn't apply to collectives the money that football makes pays for other sports, which is what my point was. But, yeah, however, if football players become employees and universities start paying salaries, those funds will have to be matched pursuant to Title IX. So that is the big difference. If they are listed as employees, but they're not being – that's not how the law is today. I I believe this case – Well, no, it's not today. But I believe that we only got the NIL by what? Legal cases in the court system. Legal case. I believe this is the next push to protect the athletes. That is, they will become employees, and this will be this will be all feathered out through the court system. Well, and this is how we. Well, this was I forget what show it was last year when we had on. Uh, what was his name? Uh, where we had on uh, the yeah. guy who was representing yeah. the. Uh, well, that was for the, uh, the case at Penn State. Where yeah, it wasn't NIL. That was players' NIL. rights. They're trying to get players, player, players, basically players, players, players yeah, union. the players' union, where they're players basically union. trying to get health insurance and a guaranteed kind of compensation package. So if they get injured after after graduating stuff like that, you know they're covered. You know a lot of them right. don't feel covered, and that's their whole thing. So that if it does go in that direction of salaries and being like you said signed as employees, then everything is flip on its head. I don't think universities want to go in that direction because of all the other things they would have to be persuaded. They, to do, like they may have said. no, they may have no well, decision in that if it comes from the highest courts of the land. Uh, David, will this mean that athletes will be paid for their names on apparel? Well, it, no, basically they've already been, been compensated for NILs for the agreements that they've been working through the collectives today. What this law means is that universities can help set up those deals with the, with the collective so they can act as an intermediary and now communicate with the collectives on behalf of the student athletes. So but before, they will be paid if their shirt is in the garnet and gold. But the university's shop. not paying them. The university can't pay them. That is that's still well he didn't place. say that. He didn't no, say but I'm saying he didn't say that. But that's can I finish my yes. sentence? Yeah. So they are getting paid today based on their image and likeness. That hasn't changed. They've been getting right. paid by the collectives. What the law is saying today is that the university can talk to the collective and they can they can set up deals now. They don't have to do it behind the shadows. It means they can communicate on behalf of the athletes, set up meetings on behalf of the athlete to the collectives to make sure that they are fairly compensated for. Yeah, for let's, their- let's break that down a little bit to um, the real point. And the point is I thought this. I did pretty well doing no, that. No, you did. You did. But I'm going to make it easier on the viewer, okay, on the listener. Now. If Coach Norvell is closing in on a five-star quarterback, let's say, okay, in the future, and he says, we really need this guy. This guy's the real deal. I believe under the rules, the new rules, he can sit down with 
the booster club. He can sit down with the collectives, you know, they're represented. However, he it is. There's not going to be 20 guys in the room and say, we need this guy. Here's what I put his value at. Okay. Here's what I put his value at. I see this is going to be like a budget. It's going to be like a budget. And that role that rotates me into this. What is going to be the philosophy of each football program? Let's just focus on football, not only Florida State, but across the country. Okay. Didn't know a Dagby. Didn't know that about valets. Look on the back of the tickets the next time you do valet. All right. Stay focused. focused. You'll see. I will. Okay. Let me go back. Nice to see you, Dagby. Now, let me get focused here. Every coach and program and AD is going to be facing this. I've already heard, you know, from, uh, you know, statements like people were, they were recruiting him at Alabama, some top guys or top guy. And the guy came in and he was talking to the staff and he goes, well, I've already been offered like a million, uh, 1.5 mil. And they said, you know, I heard and their statement supposedly was, well, that's good. You know, and if you like everything about that, because we're not going to give you anything like that. We have an NIL program, but we're not into that. So you better go ahead and take the money. My point is, what is going to be the philosophy of Coach Norvell, the football operations, the AD, and how they're going to approach this? Because, you know, as an employee of a business, there are leverages. If you're a five-star guy that can change a ball game, that guy has some leverage and he has a lot of leverage. And a lot of times he could come in and make a statement. They're not going to be able to verify what he's saying. They're not going to be able to do that. If he has an agent, a Jimmy Sexton as an agent, you're going to be able to say this Jimmy, Jimmy Sexton is talking the real shit here. Okay. He's got the real story. So it's going to be interesting. My point is about how coaches and programs Go after this. Do you try to buy through the NIL your top 22 guys that are going to start? And do you try to buy those guys, not only retention, but any uh, top stars coming out of high school? Or do you take a completely different approach that we're not going to do that? We're not, we're not going to just throw money at people. We have a top-notch program. You come in here. We'll show you how to get to the NFL. It's not about NIL. It's about NFL. Okay. Well, to to the examples you talked about, uh, Nick Saban, uh, he was at the Alabama uh, Football Coaches Association. He said, like you said, a high school corner coming out of high school, one of the top corners. He said he didn't name him, but he the kid came up to him and said, "Would he willing be willing to pay eight hundred k if he signed with Alabama?" And and Nick Saban uh, allegedly said, no, you can go find another place to play. Uh, Because he, as in in his own words, he said, I'm not paying a kid a bunch of NIL money before he earns it. Yeah, he hasn't even taken a snap. uh, You don't know. You don't know. Most of those kids, especially coming out of high school, they're not. And and then one of the other guys. If if 50% of those guys make an impact on your football team in, in four years, you've done well. But he's also, Saban's also in the position where he's not, 
he he can get he he's not clamoring to get better recruits in there. He he's already got the talent pipeline already built. So it's not like he's well, let's not think he's not throwing some money out. No, that they they're a top five spender recruit. Yeah. They they spend to go bring recruits in, recruiting visits. They they are a top five spender. That that is confirmed. Those numbers came out. Um, so it's not like they're not spending money. They're spending a crap ton of money to stay relevant in recruiting visits whatever, everything surrounding recruiting. So it may not be NIL directly, but they're definitely competitive and, and they definitely know how to use their money in the recruiting field. So let's, okay. let's not get let it me, twisted. Let me throw this out there too. Let me throw this out there. What are the chances? What are the chances? And is it legal? I don't know the answer. That the NFL, let's say they know there's a kid they'd really like to see develop, developed well at a good school where he's going to get the development and so on and so on. And they want, you know, and they threw a little money into the pot that this kid could then come to that certain school. Is that possible? Wait, what? What? I don't know what the NFL, like the. Yeah. Could they, couldn't they have people cut checks and put them into the NIL collective? Is there anything wrong with that? Is that collusion? I, I, if you're affiliated with the NFL in an executive position, I don't know if it's there. There has to be some. I, I don't know. You could be an alumni and donate to an organization. I don't know why. why if I work for the NFL and I'm an alumni of Florida State, why I couldn't give money to Florida State's collective to do it, to for them to then give yeah. that to a player. Yeah. But I can't go and hand a check to some guy for a million dollars and say, go to Florida State. I, I don't think that's allowed. Like just paying him, like giving him cashes of cash bags of money to say, "Hey, I think you should go to Florida State." Like I think there could be some legally dicey areas I'll tell you in that what. regard. I'll tell you what: the biggest frustration in all of this, at least from me, from my standpoint, probably maybe from yours as fans, is there is so little transparency here. There's so little transparency at the NFL level. We get a pretty good idea of what a guy just signed a five-year deal for. Well, those are, con- but, but those are contracts. Those are employee. Well, these contracts. are going to be contracts. These they're are not. contracts. They're not though. They're not employee contracts. Okay. Uh, they're, they're different. You have to see the difference. That's what I'm saying is the frustration here. We, we have no idea except the rumors that are floating around. What the man, who is it? The Manning, Arch Manning what kind of money he's getting to go to texas okay what you know is it true it's not true i'm saying we we have no idea what the payroll is okay i use that term loosely because you can't pay to play which is a ridiculous statement okay is what is the payroll now for the florida state football team we don't know nobody knows i am shocked that some of the details of these deals have not come out. They must be non-disclosure type contracts. They must I mean, be, right? But but it, it doesn't help. It, it doesn't help a player to leak theirs because then it could it could potentially yeah, hurt your value. Think, you don't it think could, these kids talk about this a little? I'm bit? sure they do. But I'm I'm like you said. I bet it that contract could be null and void if they leak their details. I of their I, I think there these are non-disclosure contracts. That if it is proven that you leaked out information about the details of your contract and the amount, it could be voided. I really believe that most of these deals are are, are going down that way. But you don't you know? even have a salary transparency in the corporate world. So I, I, I 
I, it, it shouldn't be surprising that yeah, but this is the these sports, NIL process. This is but the it, sports and But these aren't even contract employees. But these aren't contract this employees. This is not like working for uh, Ford Motor Company. But these are contract employees. So it's a totally different thing. So they're, I mean, these are one-on-one deals to go uh, wear a t-shirt for a car company or do an autograph signing. Like No, but you understand what I'm saying. You yeah, but I, I don't expect those to be in a public database so I can go see how much a kid's making. Well, let, let's watch when, when an FSU key player is not having a great year. Let's watch the fans come out and start saying, well, whatever that guy's getting paid, it's it's too much. Wait till we start seeing these types of things. I, I, I don't know. All right. Uh, about the coaching instability for the Miami Drizzles. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a whole nother uh, topic to segue into. Uh, Miami's yeah. got a little bit of a uh, Yeah, but supposedly, you know, supposedly they've had a good – uh, recruiting and that their NIL programs are pretty good. Now, yeah, but they just they can't hire a coach. Wins, I don't know. Huh? And that's why they've had five coaches, uh, five plus coaches, to part of their program in the offseason. Well, I know. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you could have big NIL payouts to players, and it doesn't mean you're going to win games. Willie Taggart had some a great uh, initial well, recruiting class, and see how that turned out. Okay, because... uh, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you're going to win games no matter how much money you throw out. It just, it, just, it just doesn't, you know? So that's kind of, you know. A mess. That program's a mess um, right now. Um, but like I said, I think uh, I think we need to uh, – I, I think that's it right now. Uh, oh, David says, okay, so the full-ride scholarship parts uh, of the contract – no, 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 no. no. The, these a, are that's, – that's a university deal. No. You know, these are deals uh, solely that the players are working with these organizations. So Battles, uh, Battles and Collective, you can look them up. They're an organization – where they may bring a deal to a player like Jordan Travis to say, hey, we're going to pay you X, you know, Ford, Ford of Tallahassee is going to pay you $25,000 per appearance at their dealership for two hours every month. Or to do a social media post, they'll pay you X amount for two social media posts a month, one in-person signing XYZ. So they'll lay out all the terms. But that's between, they will basically negotiate and be the in-between between that business who wants to pay Jordan and the player. So they'll act as kind of the agent to set up these, these deals for the player. And But now the deal is that the, the university can be in communication with the organizations and but know not what's cut going the on. Deal. They the can, they, no, they can't, yeah, they they can't cut the deal or pay the player. They cannot, they cannot yeah. provide the cash. So, the, yeah. But the scholarships are totally separate. Uh, that's, you know, that's through the university. So that that is still with the university. These collectives are just basically the collaborators between that those players getting paid for extracurricular activities, you know, with sponsorships and stuff like that. So. But the player, the player does not need approval from the university, from the coach to do a deal. Okay. They could, a player could go on his own down <laughs> to the Ford dealership and say, Hey, I'd like to, you know, represent you guys. And I just want to get a new car every six months. He could make a deal like that. He doesn't have to have that stamped off by Coach Norvell or the football operations or the university that I'm aware of. Well, he couldn't before until his law was passed. Like, technically, he couldn't go to them and say he, anything. He couldn't do it him. before. He couldn't. Yeah. He could now. Yeah. Uh, I think the interesting that came out about NIL and, and figures and stuff like that um, is that even uh, Michael Pittman actually leaked. He, well, he leaked how much he's making. Um, he was on a podcast and he was talking about how much money uh, he made last year. And he made six figures, he said, last year. Um, yeah. and, 
because he he's with, he signed the deal at Battle's End in January, I think it was. Um, and he revealed, uh, you know, he he said that I think in one of his tweets, like one of his checks he got was like for twenty k, and, and, and like he said he was broke at Oregon, and even though they're you know they're you know, still nice as a back in Oregon, and you would think there would be a ton of opportunities, um, but for a guy like Micah, who no offense, wasn't a star in the field in terms of stats wise, great blocker, great team player, stuff like that. I mean, what he had 300 yards receiving last year. I mean, the guy was making clearing six figures uh, through through the connections that he was able to get through NIL. Uh, he's got the Twitter channel has you know 70,000 you know subscribers, stuff like that. So uh, if Michael Pittman's making 100k plus, I mean, imagine what some of these off like Johnny Wilson's or you know, I think Florida State's showing now that they can put players out of high school or stars on their team. Even mid-range players like Micah, you can make some decent money. You can, and, and they and they showed how you went from Oregon to to Florida State. You're making money right off the uh, right off the jump. They can put opportunities. And I think with this law in place, it's just going to be a lot. The the connection, the collaboration is going to be a lot smoother. And you don't, there's not going to be as, as much back channeling, which I think will be. Well, it, it, the whole thing it makes it easier for the football operations and for the athletic operations at the university. It makes it so you're not operating in the dark. You don't have to meet the guy out on a street corner at midnight in the parking garage. Okay. You can now, you can relax a little bit and you're there to, to, to make it a bright future for the student athlete. And, and that's what the university should be doing through training, education, some recommendations, but they're not there to tell the kid to take it or not take it. You know, that's it. Yeah, if you want to go uh, learn more about Micah and what he was saying about his NIL deals, uh, you can check out the Mental Sweat podcast. He talked oh. about how he was clearing, how he was clearing this money, and he, and he it was on YouTube. So you can go to the Mental Sweat podcast, and you can look okay. up his episode there. And he's talked about his NIL deals and can give you some background on, on how it works and how he's making money. And and actually talks about how he's investing his money. Now he's looking to invest in like more real estate stuff. So he, he, you know, he wants to invest that money well because, like you said, he had no money before. Uh, you know, from, from colleges. So, um, so yeah, he's, he's being smart with it. sounds like so. No, that's good. That's and that's what this should be about. If we're going to have this, let's operate in the clear, let the universities play their part. The kids can make their decisions. Some of those decisions will be good. Some won't. We've seen that in the NFL, how a guy can be there for many years and come out bankrupt because he's partying. He's bought 12 houses. He's given his money to his crew you know, and, and it goes away and it comes and goes very fast. And so yeah. I, I think this is fascinating. Uh, it's it's really I, I can't you know, I, I it'd be interesting to just see how it, it evolves in our football operations standpoint. But I hope that the athletic director, Mike Alford, will look for excellence in all sports. And that means NIL must play in these sports. Yep, totally agree. Well, I think, uh, and, and, I, and I think, you know, this can be a further down the line conversation, but, you know, how this affects the booster clubs. And yeah, it, probably had, it, it probably has had an effect on the boosters because they have a lot of money. And they, and they, they tout that they have 20,000 donors, which I expect. But if I had to get, well, I think the past season probably helped them attract people. But I think when people have more options, uh, you know, with the collectives popping up, you know, two or three of them plus, plus the boosters, uh, when people have more options, it's not good because they don't know where to give their money. 
So I, I, I think, think that'll get sorted out. I think it I needs think to get sorted you, out. And you people, said, yeah, I think people it need will. to understand where their right. money is going to and how it affects them. And I think that's what people kind of like about the collectives is that they know that money is going directly to an athlete to retain a recruit. But boosters, is it going to upgrade seats? Is it going to, you know, uh, who is it going to? It, well, remember, it feels like there's ambiguity with the boosters, yeah, and I think that's why people like giving the collectives. Remember, remember, clear. Long before NIL and collectives, which are basically newborns, the boosters clubs were the bread and butter for money coming into football programs, including Florida State. Yeah. So they're going to be a player. I think they'll be a player, but they're going to have to adapt to the new landscape, I feel like. Uh, I don't think bit. that'll be a problem. They get the, the biggest boosters with the biggest money are our business people. They get it. But but the collectors want to take those high paying boosters and flip them to being direct to high school and college, influencing those decisions. The leaks, the leaks I, of these stories will eventually come from the collectives and from the boosters. That's where the leaks will come because there'll be a number of people involved in these things, you know, a, a, a probably a higher number than we think. And that's where some of the information will flow. And those are stories. Those are stories if they're verified. And then we'll get a little bit better picture of what's going on. Because let's say the Florida State operations program, football operations, is pretty locked down. There, there, you don't get a lot of information. I'm not saying I'm not looking for information of people's privacy. I'm just saying it's pretty well locked down and you don't get a lot from that. Yep. That's my opinion of it. Yep. Well, I, I think, uh, yeah, we covered that. Like I said, this, this, I think this law will affect all the programs, but I think, I, I don't think it's going to hurt any programs uh, individually. I think it'll, it'll positively impact all schools. Uh, you know, equally uh, and oh, to some degree. And I think it's going to definitely help the ones that are ahead of the game. I think Florida State's from, I think Florida State's most ahead in terms of the collective game, or in path of collectives. I think yeah. with Battles End, it's really put them ahead in the race. Um, they may not have the big name founders at the front end, like maybe Miami says they have, because Ruiz says he has all this stuff and sometimes has to deliver on it. Um, but I think it will definitely help Florida State and just like we all talked about. Let me add one last, let me add the one last point. This is where these commitments that so many of the FSU media sites spend time on. This guy's committed from high school and this guy, you know, and this. Uh, that's to fill out their daily schedules and if they're profit making. We're not a profit maker. We're not we're not doing this for money is that stuff is so wasted now. A commitment today means nothing months from now because there's there's so many factors of what these kids are doing. Florida State, I believe, will continue to 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 uh, uh, be a champion of the portal. I think Mike Novell knows that's how you keep this thing running. You keep that running and you go after only the top notch guys in high school for NIL. The rest of the guys, the preferred walk ons, the three star guys are to fill out the roster for practice purposes, and hopefully develop a few of those guys uh, for your program. Yep. All right. I think uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. A uh, couple of quick uh, news notes that came up uh, most recently that I want to share real quick. Uh, What's-his-face uh, has a new job. 
Um, oh, uh, dang me. I'll put your uh, good point. Boosters won't control programs like they used to. Correct. Balzan, Muscopa, and there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, uh, Rising Spear. They're, I think some of these will merge, yeah. and, and we'll see yeah. how that plays out. Right. Um, but finally, a uh, former coach of ours has a new job, finally. He's not joining Deion Sanders. Uh, what's his face? Willie Taggart is joining John Harborough's staff in the NFL. Um, so this broke today. That wow. Willie Taggart is going to be a running backs coach. Wow. Um, John likes to hire his family and friends and uh, looks like Willie Taggart is getting a, I don't know if you, not a promotion, but promotion to a new league. Oh, uh, it is a, a promotion. Well, going to running, the, he went from head to coach league? to running back. Well, you're going to the league. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think we all said that he's better off as a coordinator. So I think for yeah, him, this is right. a good position for him. Right. Uh, so yeah, congrats to him. Uh, yeah, this is a, you know, being fired. What? Two times in four years. I think this yeah. is a good landing point. I, I'm surprised he didn't take a year off, honestly. But I think this is a good uh, good landing spot for him. And then lastly, uh, Corey Simon has introduced a bill mm -hmm. uh, that is looking to ban rushing the fields. And it yeah. would be classified as a misdemeanor if you were to rush a field. I, you know, I, I think it's a little bit surprising by Corey. You know, Florida State legend. Yeah. He, he I, I think it's kind of weird, man. Like, I know rushing the field can be bad and people get punched in the face sometimes. And but or you I can like get hurt. You can get hurt. And then what happens? They sue the university, they sue the state, basically. And and, and that's what people do. They yeah. do stupid stuff. And it's exciting. I get it. But if if they're climbing the goalpost, the goalpost comes down and and crushes a guy, <laughs> you've got a problem. Then don't go to the games. Don't don't allow fans and stadiums. Wait a minute. It goes right back to the university and saying you didn't provide enough protection. You had you had fifty cops there for the biggest game of the year and police dogs, but they got through because the you know what are the poor police supposed to do? Hold back this crowd of sixty thousand people. It's not going to happen. I think it's a sensible bill to prevent injury and potentially death to people. So I don't, I like to rush the field too. I like to see that madness, but I think he's trying to, if you looked into it, that's what he's trying to say. Well, I, I think it'll be interesting. I don't think you're going to stop people rushing the field. I don't know how you're going to give misdemeanors out to everyone, all well, 60,000 people. It. It's so, not going to stop it. It's I, not, I, it's not going to stop it. But he's putting it out there. I think it's reasonable, uh, you know, silly. Well, I, I don't think I it's going to stop anything, but I understand the logic of it. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the news and notes of the day. Like hey, I said. Oh, oh, one last news and notes. Congrats out to the women's basketball team. They're, they're going to the big dance, no doubt in my mind. The other thing is the uh, women's softball program off to a hot start and men's baseball on a really hot start for new coach Link Jarrett. That team, the, both the women's softball, basketball, and the, the baseball team really have excellence in their program, excellent coaching, excellent players, and they have strong teams. Watch for them. Now we just got to be on uh, fire coach ham alert and uh well that will well, start that, very shortly you know, coach hamilton is a is is a good person a good character he's done yeah. good things here at florida state but i have called for he needs to leave it's time don't get don't don't be pushed out look in the mirror and say it's time it's time 
Bobby Bound 2.0. It's Bobby Bound 2.0, sadly. Um, yeah, well, uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that's the news and notes. And uh, when we think there's something relevant, we'll go back live. If not, check back for uh, maybe a short show if some breaking news happens. But thanks again for joining us, guys. Like, and comment, remember. subscribe. And uh, remember to clean your hats, folks. Appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. See ya. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.